Well, fall has officially started. Come on, go Gators last night. It's okay that we played a high school team. We're just fine, just fine. Um, how many know the Bucks are gonna need a lot of prayer this year? So uh, I'll be praying for my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, but uh, last week, Lanisa, by the way, didn't she kill it? Would you give it up for Lanisa? She did an amazing job. How many of you in the room think Lanisha should preach more than she is right now? Ooh. Yeah. Where is she? Come on, Sunday's she, off in she Jesus' hid, name. She hid this service because yeah. she said that last service. Yeah, she was like hiding, yeah. <laughs> uh, but she kicked off a series that we started last week called All In. Uh, next month, we're going to do a series on the Holy Spirit and walking through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, being led by the Holy Spirit, a Holy Spirit-led life. In November, we're going to do a series called To the Ends of the Earth. All Things Missions and Outreach, December. Really excited about December. We're going to do a series called Merry and Bright, contrasting uh, the Christmas season. But this month, uh, we started a, a series last week called All In. It would really line up in our Be Devoted. We have four core values at Wellspring, and all of our series that we do line up in one of those four core values. Be inspired, be connected, be devoted, or be a world changer. This series would line up in you being devoted, being devoted to the God-given talent, abilities, and who it is that he's created you to be. All In comes from the Greek word amago day which means that before you were formed and fashioned in your mother's womb, God placed his Imago Dei on you, the very image of God. He placed it inside of you. And so what he did is he took his character out of his son and he put his character in you. So the very nature of Jesus, the very character of Jesus lives inside of you. It's his Imago Dei. And so last week, Lanisa shared with us that we need to be all invited. Today, April and I, by the way, give it up for my incredibly beautiful, amazing, sexy, talented wife. Um, today, we're going to share around this idea of what it means to be all involved, all involved, to be involved. It was 10 years ago in 2013 that a new word entered our vocabulary. It's a word that gets shared more than any other word. It's a word uh, that most of you have memorized. It's a word that many of you probably have already done. It is the fastest growing word over the last decade in 2013. And it is the word selfie. Selfie. I mean, you won't get through the rest of your day sitting at a restaurant and there'll be four college students across the table from you and they will be doing this. <laughs> Trying to get the right angle and the right filter on that picture. But we live in a generation, a society that it's all about us. Me, myself, and I. Now, I don't know where they came up with the name selfie, but I believe we call it selfie because most of us can't spell the word narcissist. <laughs> All about me and myself. So as we talk about being involved in community, I want you to know this. If you're taking notes, write this down. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yeah. If you get the right friends, you'll get the right future. And the reverse is true as well. If you get the wrong friends, you're going to get the wrong future. Yeah. The trajectory of your life is totally centered around the community that you have in your life. 
the quality of your life. If your life is going really good, it's probably because you've got the right people around you. If your life is not going in the right direction, it's most likely because you do not have the right people in your life. I remember it was in seventh grade. I was walking into a grocery store on 41. It is currently today a, uh, what is it? A Winn-Dixie. It used to be a sweet bait, but when I was in seventh grade, the grocery store on 41 used to be, anybody know, grew up with me on this, what was it? Cash and carry when I was in seventh grade. And I was walking into the store and this beautiful little seventh grader was walking out of the store. And what I did not know some 28 years later is that that woman was going to be, yes, my wife, but she was gonna be my best friend. That there was a lot of pain that I would not endure because God brought the right community into my life. See, if you get the right people, you'll get the right life. Yeah, absolutely. So the people you spend the most time with will determine the trajectory of your life. Yeah. They will determine where you go and where you don't go. So who do you spend most of your time with? Are they people that you want to be like? Do they have qualities that you actually want to um, take on? Do, or do they have qualities that you're like, I don't really think that they're a nice person or yeah. that I don't really agree with what they believe. I don't agree with their, with their morals. Then maybe you need to choose some different people yeah. or even think about this. Would you want your kids or your grandkids so to take on any of their qualities? Cause the people yeah. that you hang out with will determine your future. So Proverbs true. 13, 20 says that I, I always say this is a good verse for our kids to learn. Yeah. Like on the first day of school, walk with the wise and become wise, associate with fools and get in trouble. So I think you like, you know, if any of you are like, you love to have like a morning routine, like that should be a great verse for your kids to memorize and they have to say it to you before they get out of the car. Or tattoo it on their arm, yeah. one or the other. <laughs> Be like, cause we have, we have things that are really like, we say, we always say certain things and they say them to us before they get out of the car. But I think now it needs to be walk with the wise and, and what do you become wise? Walk with fools. You're going to be an idiot. in trouble. So, so sociologists Can we say, make an idiot? Can we make no, an idiot? I don't think so. You're not allowed to I, say I that in church? get in trouble. Okay, all right. Um, you are the sum total of your three closest friends. So think yeah. about who you associate your life with, your th the three closest people in your life, and you are going to be like them financially, morally, spiritually, and emotionally. So if you are running with someone who... Yep doesn't hold the same, you know, values that you hold, or maybe even like emotionally, they're not mature. You are, they are probably going to rub off on you. Most likely you do not, you do not always pull people up. They pull you yeah, down right, to their right. level. So you will become who you run with. Are you running with the right people? Yeah. In order for you to get the next stage of your life, you're probably going to have to eliminate some relationships and then find the right relationships to add to your life. And but we, let's, be, let's be clear. The right relationship to get rid of is not the person you're married to, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not promoting divorce. No, 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 no Yeah, no, okay, no, all right. You're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is this calm down? Is this what this means, calm down? No, I'm just saying, yeah, you're right. Okay, not calm marriage. down. I'm going to calm down. Um, so calm you down. may be one friend away from changing the course of your destiny. Yeah. You might, you might be able, like, and think about it. Some of you have, like, we've all met somebody in our life that changed our life. Like, yeah. you know, most likely your spouse, but maybe a friend or like a, a bot, like you met somebody and you're like, then you started working for them. Like there's so many ways that people in our lives can influence us for the good. So there's a lot of ways we can talk about you being all in 
when it comes to community, all involved in community. And so at the end of this message, we're gonna give you an opportunity to get involved in community. But we thought we would give you kind of a different twist on why. Because how many know sometimes the why is just as important as the what? And so why? And so what we wanna do is give you four reasons, biblically, theologically, four reasons why you big picture need to be involved in community or all in community. Here's reason number one, write it down if you're taking notes and if you're not taking notes, write it down. All right, here we go. Number one, when you're involved in community, you look like God. Now, I know that sounds obvious, and I know when I say God, you're thinking of the nature of God or the attributes of God. But what if I told you that I'm looking at this from a different perspective, that not the attributes of God, but the very nature and essence of God, you look like the character essence of God when you are in community. You're like, I don't get it. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, if we go to the very first book of the Bible, the very first story in all of the Bible, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, the Bible says this. Then God said, this is God speaking, then God said, let us, us, make human beings or man or people in what? Our image to be like us. Three different instances in this verse where the Bible talks about God as an us or an our. So are you telling me that we believe in pluralistic deity? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying to you is the very essence of who God is, he is community. So oftentimes we think of God as just father or just son or just spirit. No, God, the Trinity is community. So inside of the nature of God is community. Embedded inside of every one of us, because I told you, we have the nature of God. We have the Imago Dei, which that means that if it is embedded inside of God, community, then it's embedded inside of you, to be in community. Let us make man in our own image. There's this desire, this pull, this, this need for to be around other people, to spur each other on and to help one another. It's inside of you to be in community. If you don't believe me, let me bring you back to Genesis chapter two. The Bible says in Genesis, that after every day of creation, God said it was what? It was, it was good. It was good. Uh, made the firmament. It was good. He made the sun, moon, and stars. It was good. He, he made the land animals. It was good. He made uh, the fish in the sea, and it was good. But then he says, it was what? Not good for man. And all the ladies said amen to that one. But it was not good for man. After everything is good, he's now telling us in his creation, something is not good. In him, it's not good. He's saying that. For what? For man to be alone. I was thinking about this. And as I was thinking about this, I was reminded of what it would have been like those first few years 
for Adam. So Adam is walking in the garden. There is no bills. There is no house payment. The Garden of Eden is perfect. There is no drama. In fact, if there is any drama, it's only because he's the CEO of the animal kingdom. But the Bible says that God himself, the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, walked with Adam in the what? In the cool of the day. Which means when Adam got up early in the morning, God walked with him. Now, we don't know how long this would have been. It could have been days, weeks, or months. And we know nothing's ever occurred to God, and God's never noticed anything. We get that. But it's somewhere in the journey, God makes this statement. God is aware that I am not just, me in and of myself, I'm not enough for Adam. We thought about that. Like he had God. But God is even saying, I am of myself am not enough for Adam. He was lonely and he needed somebody to walk with him. And then and only then did God create woe man and it wasn't good and it wasn't not good at that point it was what are, are you the only one here in church today nobody it, else is it, here it was very good it was what <laughs> very good it was very good this is not a sign to get married although i'm all for you getting married this is a sign for you to be in community what god is saying to us today listen to me especially the introverts in church today. What God is saying to you is this. You need a vertical relationship with him, but you also need horizontal relationships with people. If God told Adam, I am not enough to complete you in the Garden of Eden, you need a woman, a person, to walk with you so that you are not lonely, Listen to me, church. In this imperfect world, how much more do we need community? Yeah, yeah, it's good. So what am I telling you? Reason number one you need to be in community is because you look like God. Yeah. Reason number two? So reason number two that you should be involved in community is that when you're involved in community, you have others beside you. Yeah. You are not alone. And so just like with Adam in the garden, he, he didn't need to be alone. He needed other people around us. Yeah. And we all, you know, so we, we all have these moments where we're like, you know what, if I could just be all by myself, if I could live on a deserted island, life would be so much better. Mm -hmm. And you know, maybe the people around you do frustrate you, but those people around you are the reason yeah. that you're surviving and you're thriving in your life. So yeah. acknowledge that you need others around you. So we've all seen the HOV lanes in big cities when people are commuting to work and they're carpooling. Well, you know, how do you get into an HOV lane? You have other people in the car with you. Yeah. You cannot get into the HOV lane legally, by yourself. Legally. Legally, yes. I mean, you can do it illegally. But you get rewarded for people being with you, for, for bringing people along on the journey with you. You get a reward to go in the lane that you can go much faster and not sit in traffic. So think about that in your own life. There are so many places that a lot of us are probably just getting stuck because we're trying to go at it at our own. We're yeah. sitting and we're continuing to do the same thing. We're not yeah. bringing anybody along beside us to help us 
overcome it. We're not able to even celebrate with people. And, you know, when something great happens in our life, when we're doing life alone. So I was thinking this week about moments that Joey and I have really had, um, these, you know, moments where like, it would have been easy for us to be alone and not share things with other people, but we took the step. We were vulnerable and let people in to, to be, to walk with us. And, you know, you might be thinking, well, you guys are pastors. You always have people around. Well, there was a season when we weren't pastors, we weren't ministry. And it was right before our twins were born. And we were both working in the corporate world in Joey. And we were, we were serving in our church. We, um, we were in a community group. We had great friends. And Joey had been sick. And we just, for a few years, we didn't know what was going on. He'd been to multiple doctors. And finally, he went to a doctor. And they found out that he had um, masses on his thyroid. So they called us. Like, the doctor literally called us, like, Labor Day weekend to tell us, like, hey, we think you might have cancer you're going to have to have, like, have surgery in a couple of weeks. And, we'll, and we were going to be with our community group. Like we were literally going to be with them that day. And we could have made the choice, hey, we'll just stay home. Like this yeah. is kind of rocking our world. We don't really, you know, Dakota was six years old, five, six years old. We didn't really, you know, we could have, we could have isolated ourselves yeah. very easily. And so we went, I remember we went, you know, we shared with our friends what we had just found out and people gathered around us and yeah. they prayed over us. They, you know, we for the next like yeah. month, we were very connected. Yeah. They, lots of moments of prayer, lots of moments of people coming to the hospital to be with us. And what, like two weeks later after his yeah. surgery, we got the results that it wasn't cancer. And I, I'm convinced yeah. it, it, there was cancer. And I'm convinced that because of our community yeah. and the faith and the- The miracle came through yeah, our community. I really yeah. do, I really do. So when you have people around you that are actually, they believe with you. Like sometimes we need someone that just believes with us or believes for us. Like when you can't believe for yourself, you have somebody around you that's going to believe for you. And, you know, we all need that. We all have these these moments where we're just, we're weak, where we're weak and somebody has to believe for us. Like I'm looking around here and I know that there's people that like they've came to Joey and I and they've said, we don't know what else to do. And Joey and I've looked at him. Well, we're going to believe for you now. Yeah. Like we're right. going to, we're going to instill the faith in you right now. We're yeah. going to have the faith for you. So we all know that Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says as iron sharpens iron. So a friend sharpens a friend. So yeah. we are to better together than we, when we are apart, we all need a group. So, um, James clear, he wrote this book called atomic habits, great book on just life and leadership. And he says, nothing sustains motivation. And we all need motivation, correct? Better than belonging to the tribe. It transforms a personal quest into a shared one. So true. And I think a lot of times we try to do things on our own, whether it's um, I'm going to get in shape or I'm going to start, or even like as simple as like, I'm going to start reading my Bible. Like we, we read a lot of books together as a staff because it helps us read the book, yeah. you know, because we're being held accountable every week when we come and discuss it. So we all need these people that come around us and that say, Hey, I'm going to do it with you. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it together. We're going to, we're going to be better together. Think about it. You can go fast by yourself. You can run a sprint really fast by yourself. You don't need anybody else to do that. But if you got to run a relay, that's a lot, that's much longer. You need other people to go with you. Yeah. So true. So 
four reasons why you need to be involved in community. Number one, you're going to look like God, the very character and essence of who God is. Number two, you're going to have people to be alongside of you in every form and fashion of your life. When it's good, when it's bad, when it's ugly, when it's great, you're going to have people around you to walk with you. Here's the third reason why you need to be in community, involved in community. Number three is when you're involved in community, you actually resemble the original New Testament church. I mean, Jesus is the example of this. Jesus had community. I mean, the perfect son of God who was blameless and sinless needed community. There was a need that God had, Jesus had when he walked this planet. And what did Jesus need? He needed community. He needed people to walk alongside of him. He had his three closest friends, Peter, James, and John. Those were his compadres. Those are the guys he shared every secret, every vision, every let's try to add a third service. Come on. He has those people. Then there was the 12, 12 disciples. Then there was the 70. Then there was the 120. But it wasn't just Jesus. If we go to the original church where all of this started, this church thing started, the ecclesia, the very body of God, Jesus, the sons and daughters of the eternal ones who will live forever and ever in a kingdom with Jesus. When it was all started, it was started in the book of Acts. Jesus has ascended. He's in heaven 40 days after his resurrection. Peter starts this thing called the church. Nobody knew the name church, but Peter had started the ecclesia, the church. They had no idea how to build it. They had no idea what they were doing. They knew Jesus, they didn't know church. They know Jesus, they didn't know community. They know healings and miracles, but they didn't know gathering together. So they began. And in Acts chapter 1, verse 14, here's how they began. They said, verse 14, I guess what we should start out by doing is let's just meet together and let's unite this fragmentation of people who are lovers of Jesus, let's be united in prayer. Let's come together and let's pray with one another. Let's believe for one another. Let's hope for one another. Let's desire for one another. When you gather together, you look like the local church by praying. Then you go to the next chapter, chapter two, verse one, and it says this, not only did they gather together in prayer, but verse one, all the believers, they were all in. It wasn't a skewed group. It was just everybody. All the believers were meeting together and they came to one place. That's the church house. So once a week they came to the church and what did they do? Verse 42 says this. When they came to the church, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. The leader, the pastor, the shepherd. So they sat, they heard the teaching, they let it minister to their hearts they fellowshiped with one another. They didn't leave when the message is over or when we stand to respond. They want to get their, come on, I'm preaching to somebody. No, they, they, they stayed and they fellowshiped. Yeah. They had to be kicked out because the third service is starting. No, they, they fellowshiped with one another. They were together. The Bible says they shared meals with one another. Now, this specifically doesn't mean comida, like, like hamburgers and hot dogs. It's the Lord's Supper. It's communion. So they gathered together and they took communion. That's why every Sunday we give you an opportunity to take communion. Not as a religious act, but we want to resemble the New Testament church. 
When they gathered, they took communion. We don't do it out of ritual or rite. We do it out of resembling the New Testament church. Verse 44. And all the believers, they met together. They shared everything. Let me ask you, do you have a group of people that this is true of that you? Here's what it is. They met together in one place. They came to the same service. They sat in the same row. They gathered together, one service. Then they met in homes. They met on Friday nights to play games, to pray, to worship, to watch movies, to go to graduation parties, to go to funerals together. Then they shared their meals. Verse 46 is different than 42. 42 is the Lord's Supper. 46 is comida. That's why what we tell you is every community group at Wellspring includes comida, food, eating. Because how many of you know you receive the word better when your food's, your belly's full? Food, they ate together. You never know a person, you will never know a person as well as you know them by, without eating a meal with them. There's something about eating together, being together. And it was in their eating together, they were joyful and generous and all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their numbers. In fact, history tells us that on one moment, that 3,000 were added to the church. They worshiped, they prayed, they gathered in homes, they took communion together, they ate meals together, they sat in church together. They shared each other's meals and they shared each other's life. Those who were being added every single day. See, let me tell you, the reason why we want you to be involved in community at Wellspring is you're gonna look like God. You're gonna have people to share each other's burdens with. Number three, man, you're gonna look like the local church. You're gonna look like the original ecclesia, the body of believers. And then reason number four. So reason number four is when you're involved in community, we can spiritually spur and mutually motivate each other. Yeah. The Journal of American Medical Association said that people in community do four times better fighting off illnesses than those that don't have community. I, I think about that, I mentioned this yeah. last service, that I think COVID taught us the opposite. Yeah. What did COVID teach us? Isolate, yeah. isolate. Isolate, quarantine, isolate, quarantine, isolate, isolate, quarantine, isolate, 10 days, 15 days, be around, be away from people, don't be around people, don't be around people, mask up, be around, don't, don't, don't. That's what COVID taught us. But my Bible tells me that actually you're gonna fight off the cold and the illness when you're actually around people that you can pray for and be led by. That's what the Bible tells us. Yeah, so people, you know, I think sometimes we think that health, you know, sometimes our, our health just, it has to do with like us eating the right things and being active, but your health is so much more. Like yeah. you have to have your, you have to th- consider your mental health, your yeah. spiritual health, your emotional health. And a lot of that has nothing to do with what you're eating, what you're, what you're, how active you are. It has to do with what you're putting inside your body through relationships or putting inside your body through reading of God's word and worshiping and prayer and just having yeah. this relationship with people in the Holy Spirit. So there's just a lot more to your life than, than to, there's not more to living long yeah. and a prosperous life than I eat the right things and I'm active. 
There's so much more. So people who have bad health habits, but strong social habits are actually, are, are um, supposed to live longer than people that have great health, but are isolated from community. Yeah. So this is kind of a joke that started in our, um, in our um, house this week. It's better to eat cake pops with friends than broccoli by yourself. Come on. How many believe that right there? Come on. Yeah. Now, Hallelujah. you still do need to eat broccoli, but you can eat broccoli with your friends. Yeah. But, you know, maybe, the, the point maybe is this. cake pop once if, a week or so. If you got to choose one or the other, yeah. I'm going to choose to be with people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to choose to be with people. Yeah. Um, so there are 59 one another's in the Bible, and those are commands that we are to follow. One of them is to admonish one another, to serve one another, to forgive one another, to encourage one another. And if you cannot fulfill those 59 one another commands unless you actually have community around you. So true. So we all know somebody, you know, and I guess I feel like this has been so much in the last few years where we have people, we all have someone in our life who's just like literally like has changed their, their view of God in their life. Yeah. They've turned, you know, completely away from God. They don't know, they don't believe, you know, who he is or don't believe the word of God. And really it, they pr most likely drifted away from their faith community before they actually drifted away from their faith in God. So true. So when we were, cause if you were in your faith community and you started having these doubts, you would have people that would help you walk through that. They'd pray yeah. with you. They'd, yeah. they'd do a study with you. Yeah. They'd encourage you. They'd, they would instill faith in you again. They would remind you just like that song where it says, I, you know, I sought the Lord, he heard and he answered. I don't know if it's so much more about the answer other than the fact he that heard God us. hears you. Yeah. And we need people to remind us like God heard you. He heard you. You might not have the answer yet and it might not be the answer you want, but he heard you and we need people that tell us yeah. over and over again, no, he's for you. He's not yeah. against you. You know, like give them, you know, like instill faith of like, yeah. no, you have the authority, you know, yeah. so many ways that we can really benefit each other by doing a faith yeah. journey together. So true. So um, Romans 15, 12, 15 says, be happy with those who are happy and weep with those yeah. who weep. So in community, we have accountability um, we have um, people that rejoice with us. We have people that weep with us. Yeah. We have people that um, just make us better. I love what Hebrews chapter 10 says. Yeah. It says that we're to hold tight without wavering to the hope we affirm for God. Because yeah. God can be trusted. Let us think of ways to motivate one another, not to anger. What does the Bible say about fathers? Don't lead your children to wrath. Mm -hmm. But we motivate one another in acts of love and to good works let's not just choose soccer over football soccer over church or sports over church or the beach over church we're going to meet together because it's a commitment that god gave us because some people do some people do but encourage one another especially now that the day of his return is drawing near it says encourage one another. That yeah. word encourage literally means to instill courage, to actually put courage into other people. I love what Pastor Gene Apple says. He says, the church isn't consumers. And I think this is what the American church has come. It's not church, church isn't consumers shopping for what we want. Yeah. But we are a family building community together. Yeah. yeah, and I think what's so beautiful about that is none of our families look perfect. Like we all live in very imperfect, 
messy families because yeah. we're humans. And I think sometimes we expect our faith family to be this like perfect, you know, group of people. Like they all, everybody's put together. Nobody's going to hurt my feelings. Let's be honest. Every family has a cousin Eddie. Every family. Yes. Every family. Do you think you're our cousin Eddie? No, I think okay. my brother is. Uh, I don't know. I, I think, think my brother is. I think my brother is. But let's, you're like, I don't think my family's got a cousin Eddie. You're the cousin Eddie. You're, you're cousin Eddie. Welcome, 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 your cousin Eddie. But here's the truth. Uh, yeah. So many of you in church today, you've been faking it through the HOV lane. Nobody's with you. Yeah. But everybody, in the, everybody on the road with you knows that you're not having another person yeah. with you. And everybody's pointing. He's going to get in trouble. He's going to get a ticket. Yeah. He's going to get arrested. He's going to get caught. And the truth is you're just cruising down the HOV lane by yourself and it will find you out. Yeah. Well, I go to church and that's okay. That's, that's step one. But you need to know this, that in rows, we receive inspiration and information, but it's actually in circles where we get transformation. Yeah. Church, we get information and inspiration. This is a holy huddle. This is a pep rally to get you ready for Monday morning. But you're going to need Wednesday night yeah. and Tuesday night or Thursday night or Friday morning yeah. for you to get the transformation yeah, that you good. need. So here's what we want. We want you to get in community. Yeah. Yeah. So April's going to take a few minutes and share with you. And I'm just going to say this before she says it. There's a spot for you. Yeah. There's a spot for you. Well, I don't know if I have time. Well, when your kids walk away from the church because you don't have time to get the healing, yeah. you'll really regret that. Yeah. Yeah. Your 80-hour-a-week job is not as important as you get the healing that yeah. God wants you to have. Yeah. So you've got a, you've got a spot. Yeah. You find your spot. Let's say yes to the best things yeah. and not just yes to all the good things. Let's find the best things in our life and say yes to them. Yeah, we're, we want to give you life. We're not trying to like make you feel overwhelmed. We're we're trying to, to show you that this is what is going to give you life. So um, if you guys will put up the slide, we actually have been talking about this for like, I don't know, the last month, but we have been very intentional about creating very um, intentional spaces for that I believe everyone can fit into, okay? So we have all these community groups that are happening, a majority of them are happening right here on campus at some point during the month. And so while I'm talking, you can see in the QR code, I am going to make everybody scan the QR code in a little bit. So why don't you just get, get started? <laughs> so once a month, we have um, Leverage Leadership, which um, Joey leads with a bunch of business leaders um, in our church. And they just get together and they encourage one another to become better leaders. We have a blended families ministry. And I know that like... It is a great need in the church for blended families to learn to, to face some of the um, hardships that they face and the hurdles that they face that a lot of us don't understand. So we have two great um, blended families that have, have raised their kids and they have, success, they've had, they have successful families. And so they're leading that. We're doing morning coffee with moms. We want to give you a break. You know, we're starting once a month, give you a break from your kids and we're going to get together and we are going to have coffee and probably some like sweets and we're gonna just be together and open our bible and pray together and worship together and we're gonna have a space to invite other moms in our community who don't have community who are sitting at home by themselves with no with no friends the amount of new people that are moving to our community that don't know anybody think about a time when you went to move to a community and you didn't know anybody you just needed a friend to reach out to you and say hey come meet my friends yeah. 
We're kind of cool. We're crazy, but we're kind of cool. Um, addiction recovery is every Monday night. If there's, and that ranges from um, um, alcohol to drugs to yeah, codependency to pornography, anything. That is a great group that happens on Monday nights here at the church. It is the only group on Monday nights, so it is very um, private. private. Yeah, so come on Monday nights. Yeah, discreet. Um, young adults is starting to meet once a month. We did a pickleball um, outing last um, August. We did. We did. Yes, we did. Uh, but they had fun. It rained, but they were young adults. They played in the rain and they had a great time. Um, so they're doing another one this month, not pickleball. They're having a game night. Um, sign up for that if you are 18 to 29. And even if you're nervous, like, I don't know anybody, come. We have great leaders and we will talk to you. Like you will not stand in a corner. Like you will make a friend. I just know that that's what people struggle with. Like, am I gonna stand in a corner? No one's gonna talk to me. We're gonna talk to you. Are you, are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? And okay. if you're a single mom, we want you're you to okay. sign up for our single moms group. I'm going through them very specifically. So, cause all of you are going to go ask people, well, I don't, there's nothing for me. There is something for you. If you're 55 and older, we have a group on Thursday afternoons right here and every, every Thursday afternoon. And they do it before it gets dark. They do it so before it gets drive. dark. Yes. So they can drive it. And they have a good time. Pastor Kurt leads our 55 and older group. He looks like a good time, doesn't he? <laughs> he looks like a good time. <laughs> I don't think he can hear me. He's got his in-ears in. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to say that. I don't and then we have that. Tuesday night grow classes. So women, sign up for Freedom. Freedom is one of the, probably the best courses we have ever done here at Wellspring. Sign up for freedom. Sign up for freedom. Sign up for freedom. There is childcare. Men's freedom is actually going to start after Warrior Conference. We have Foundations 101, and Foundations 101 is just if you have questions about your faith that you are still, you still don't understand everything that you're reading in the Bible or everything that we're teaching here on a Sunday morning, come to Foundations 101. Joey and Lanisa teach a lot of those classes. It's a lot of discussion back and forth. You really are going to learn spiritual parenting. It's going to be amazing. We have an amazing couple leading the spiritual parenting class. So take your phone out and scan the QR code. How do you feel about them not listening to you? Some of them are doing it. Now the ones that are doing it, I know are already in classes. <laughs> are they behaving better than the AQ team? No, I like how like all of our staff got their phone out and scanned the code. <laughs> they know. So scan the QR code. I know you have it on your, your table, your uh, chairs too, I think. So when you scan the QR code, this is what you're going to see. Next Thanks. slide. There you go. This is what it's going to look like. And you just go choose which one fits you. And you click on it and you put your information in there. And then we will reach back out to you. It's that simple. Now, there was one on there we didn't talk about, and that's the Warrior Conference. Oh, you're going to uh, premarital. Oh, yeah, premarital. We are doing a premarital for, um, like, seriously dating engaged couples. It is, it is essentially a one-day premarital counseling. It gets your, um, your premarital counseling all in one day. Yeah. Um, so sign up. That's in November if you'd like to sign up for that. Then we have, so we have Warrior Conference October 19th through 21st. And so as, as a woman, I want to talk to the men, Okay. So yesterday morning, I got to come in for a little bit to the warrior breakfast. And I'm like so proud of the amount of men that showed up. You guys were, were worshiping, engaging. 
Um, and I know for some of you, it was probably a really big step to come to something like that. And maybe you didn't know anybody or you, um, you know, aren't used to like doing things without your wife or you're just, you know, you just, that's, you just don't think it's your thing. But a lot of you guys came and I was so proud of you. And it was amazing just to watch the men in our church worship and engage in that way. But it doesn't stop there. Like we, you guys need to get to warrior conference. Like God has called you to be the prophet, priest, and king of your home. And so your wife and your kids need you to be better. They need you to walk in freedom. They need you to, to, to get healed from your past, you know, hangups, addiction, struggles, because you have been called to lead with authority in your home. And if, you st if you're walking still allowing the enemy to bring up the past, to bring up, but, but you did this and you're this and, and you don't get freedom from that, your wife and your kids can't go where God wants them to go because you are the leader of your, you are the spiritual leader and authority of your home. So we want the men, like that has been our biggest prayer for the last two and a half years, that the men in our yeah. church will walk in the spiritual authority that God has given them and lead their families to the place that they can lead so that as women, we can walk in our full giftings yeah. and we can teach and we can preach and we can lead and we can lead worship because the men in our life are walking at the level that they're supposed to be walking yeah. at. So I would just encourage you, like sign up. Do not let money be a reason you don't go. Like get the day off of work. Like again, let's choose the best things and not just choose the good things. Let's say no to some good things so we can say yes to the best yeah. things. And out of Warrior Conference, we yeah. will launch... Men's freedom. Uh, men's freedom. So yeah. come on, can we give God praise for all of that that's happening in our church? We want you, we really, 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 really want you to be all involved, all involved. Find your spot and get involved. Let me pray for you. Father, I just am so grateful for every single person within the sound of my voice, those in this room and those watching online. God, I'm so grateful for the breath that you've put in our lungs. I'm so thankful for uh, the courage that you've placed inside of us to step out in faith and to, uh, to lead, uh, to serve, to grow. And uh, I just want to ask you this question. How many of you would say that there's an area in your life that you still need to grow in? Would you just lift your hand up? I just would love to pray for you. Father, right now, I pray for every single person that's raising their hand. There's an area they need to grow in. So, Father, right now, I thank you that there is an honesty in their spirit. I need to grow in this area. So, Father, as they are honest by raising their hand, I pray that they would be just as honest by signing up for their next step to get involved, to get involved in their community, to get involved in what it is that you're asking them to do. Now, maybe you're in this room and maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. You've never trusted him as Lord and Savior. And if you've never done that before, I'd love to help you walk through that process. And if you've never done that before, I want you to pray this simple prayer. Just say, Jesus, come in my life, heal me. Be my Lord and Savior. I gave you all of my sin and I receive salvation. Now, with your head bowed and with your eyes closed, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, giving your life to Jesus, I'd love to know that's who. I'd love to know who I prayed that with. So on the count of three, just lift your hand up. One, two, three. I prayed that prayer. Awesome. We see you right here. We see you right here. Anybody else? I prayed that prayer. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, right here. Sorry. Thank you. Right here. Anybody else? So here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. If you raised your hand, here's what I need you to do. Super, super important. In just a moment, we're going to stand and we're going to worship. And there's going to be a blue card in the seat in front of you. I want you to take that card, 
fill out that blue card and I want you to fill it out. And at the end of the service, I want you to take it to next steps. The people in green shirts, just have them hand that to them, say, I prayed that prayer, gave my life to Jesus. And we will help you with your next steps in your journey with Jesus. Amen. Come on, can we give God praise? Come on, can we stand and give God praise? Father, we worship you, and God, as we open up the altar, if you need prayer, come forward as we come to take communion, as we go to the cross, as we, as we come forward and light a candle from somebody who's very far from Jesus. I thank you that we can trust in you and that you are trustworthy in Jesus' name.